Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. The T Biz Podcast delivers T news that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is an ancient plant-based medicine that simultaneously heals and energizes the body as it soothes the mind. Making fine tea is a blend of artistry and craftsmanship. The $200 billion tea trade is fundamentally local, yet exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. In this week's headlines, a daily cup of dark tea reduces the risk of diabetes. Researchers demonstrate tea helps control blood sugar levels. Mintel finds that consumers feel culpable for climate change. And Kagoshima benefits from its diverse tea exports. Plus, the Global Tea Initiative at UC Davis is a hub connecting tea professionals and academics, a virtual campus enabling the creation and sharing of new knowledge about tea. Last week, the Institute conducted the first of 15 professional tea program lectures in collaboration with tea industry experts. The live online learning advances the vision of a certificated program for tea professionals. This week, I spoke with program founder Professor Catherine Burnett, program manager Heather Ogle, and Brendan Shaw, CEO at ITI, International Tea Importers in Los Angeles. Registration for classes closes on October 10th. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Drinking dark tea, a fermented favorite in China, significantly decreases the risk of prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, regardless of weight, age, gender, high blood pressure, or family history. Researchers from the University of Adelaide in Australia and at Southeast University in China found that compared to never tea drinkers, those consuming dark tea daily had 53% lower risk for prediabetes and 47% reduced risk for type 2 diabetes. The paper presented this week at the annual meeting of the European Association of a, for the Study of Diabetes said tea lowers the risk of diabetes despite a long list of risk factors, including high glucose levels, drinking alcohol, smoking, high cholesterol levels, and regular exercise. Associate Professor Tongzi Wu from the University of Adelaide said, quote, The substantial health benefits of tea, including a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes, have been reported in several studies over recent years. 
but the mechanisms underlying these benefits have been unclear. Our findings hint at the protective effects of habitual tea drinking on blood sugar management via increased glucose excretion in urine. This improved insulin resistance and better control of blood sugar. These benefits were most pronounced among daily tea drinkers, end quote. A release summarizing the research explains that people with diabetes often have enhanced capacity for renal glucose reabsorption, so their kidneys retrieve more glucose, preventing it from being excreted in urine, which contributes to the higher blood sugar. Quote, These beneficial effects on metabolic control may lie in the unique way dark tea is produced, which involves microbial fermentation, a process that may yield unique bioactive compounds, including alkaloids, free amino acids, polyphenols, polysaccharides, and their derivatives. These compounds exhibit potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects, improve both insulin sensitivity and the performance of beta cells in the pancreas, and change the composition of the bacteria in the gut, end quote. The study included 1,923 adults, 562 men, 1,361 women, aged 20 to 80 years. They were living in eight provinces in China. Participants indicated a frequency and type of tea consumed. Blood and urine tests measuring the excretion of glucose and related favorable effects were most robust for dark tea drinkers. According to Associate Professor Wu, quote, These findings suggest that the actions of bioactive compounds in dark tea may directly or indirectly modulate glucose excretion in the kidneys and affect to some extent mimicking that of sodium glucose cotransporter 2 inhibitors. This new anti-diabetic drug class is not only effective at preventing and treating type 2 diabetes, but also has a substantial protective effect on the heart and kidneys, end quote. The author said drinking dark tea is a good blood sugar management tool, but you should consider your overall diet too. A global survey reveals that 51% of consumers believe their country suffers from climate change. In the U.S., 43% of consumers say they, quote, definitely feel a strong sense of culpability, end quote. Mintel Consulting surveyed consumers in 16 countries, finding on average that 54% believe their personal behavior can make a positive difference to the environment. More than half agreed there is time to save the planet. Those aged 55 and older believe most strongly their behaviors can make a positive difference. Mintel discovered water scarcity had displaced ocean plastic as one of the top three environmental concerns. Mintel Senior Trends Consultant Richard Cope said, quote, The good news is that in most countries, a small majority still believe we have time for redemption. And where there is that optimism, it is closely related to a sense that consumer behaviors can make the difference, end quote. 
Spintel writes that consumers want companies to be clear about their environmental impact so they can make informed purchasing decisions. Spintel identified five consumer trends that will impact markets globally in 2024. Quote, Consumers feel overwhelmed and distracted, resulting in interesting behavior shifts. This year, we are calling out five trends that we think are particularly interesting for brands to pay attention to now and in the future. The five trends include more than money. Consumers will reassess what matters most to them, affecting not only what they want and need, but their perception of what constitutes value. Relationship Renaissance Consumers who find comfort through screens at the cost of meaningful real-life relationships will seek new forms of intimacy for the sake of their physical and mental health. New Green Reality Incorporating sustainability into the day-to-day is not enough. Consumers and brands will be faced with the reality that survival within a new climate context must be the priority. Positive Perspectives Brands and consumers will work together in new ways to deal with uncertainty. And finally, being human. In a world increasingly dominated by algorithms, everyone will need human skills and emotion to make the most of this technological revolution. Green tea consumption continues to decline in Japan as bottled tea displaces loose leaf, shifting production from hilly Shizuoka to the more economical flat plains of Kagoshima Prefecture. Japan was the seventh largest tea exporter by value in 2022, according to Comtrade. Tea exports were 170.4 million, accounting for 2.2% of global value, down 10.3% compared to record exports following the pandemic. Tea production declined by 15% in 2020 to 69,800 metric tons, but exports were largely unaffected. In the four years ending 2022, Kagoshima tea exports, mainly of matcha to the United States, quadrupled to 9 million U.S., that's about 1.4 billion yen, according to Maneshi Shimbo. Kagoshima produced 26% of Japan's finished tea in 2022. Prefecture is Japan's most important supplier of Tensha, which is used in making matcha. Tensha production totaled 1,392 metric tons, more than a third of the national total of 3,809 metric tons in 2022. Sales of green tea grown in Kagoshima exceeded longtime production leader Shizuoka for the first time in 2021. Now the prefecture is challenging Shizuoka in producing black tea. Green tea consumption is declining in Japan, quote, but producers have managed to stay in the black by making the switch to black tea, end quote, according to Japan Times. The newspaper reports the number of black tea producers has doubled to 897, growing by 500 in the past 10 years. A survey financed by black tea producers identified 204 producers in Shuswoka, 81 black tea producers in Kagoshima, 51 in Kumamoto, 37 in Miyazaki, and 35 in Fukuoka.
Kagoshima is Japan's southernmost tea-producing region, with five harvests beginning in April. The Global Japanese Tea Association writes that, quote, 99.6% of the tea grown is on flatlands, hence it is possible to utilize modern harvesting machinery. Currently, 97.5% of tea farms are mechanically harvested, with trials of unmanned tea harvesting robots underway, end quote. In 2021, the prefecture accounted for almost half of the land certified organic by JAS, compared to 16% of Shuizuoka Prefecture, which is ranked second. Business Insight Japan's Internal Affairs and Communications Ministry reports households with two or more people spent 3,530 yen, that's about $23.75, on loose-leaf green tea in 2021, down about 20% compared to 2011. That same survey indicated household spending on loose-leaf black tea had increased 10% to 826 yen, about $5.56 per year. There is no tea price report this week as India reverts from Parat to English auction rules. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's nepalteacollective.com. Or just send me an email at nish, N-I-S-H, at nepalteacollective.com. Cheers. The Global Tea Institute at UC Davis is a hub connecting tea professionals and academics, a virtual campus enabling the creation and sharing of new knowledge about tea. Last week, the Institute conducted the first of 15 professional tea program lectures in collaboration with tea industry experts. The live online learning advances the vision of a certificate program for tea professionals. This week, I spoke with program founder, Professor Catherine Burnett, program manager, Heather Ogle, and Brendan Shaw, CEO at ITI, that's International Tea Importers, in Los Angeles. Registration closes on October 10th. Fifty years ago, career tracks for tea professionals were the province of global brands and expansive plantations. Future executives were recruited young, rigorously trained, and tested. Aspiring brokers spent hours in labs refining their ability to discern tea quality and set market prices. Future managers assimilated a wealth of knowledge as leaf-line supervisors in the fields and junior factory officers. There is no substitute for on-the-job experience, 
but the 15 industry veterans who lead the course engage in a lively exchange of information among peers that replicates the one-on-one training essential to build confidence when dealing with real-world situations. We have a special episode today talking with Professor Catherine Burnett, who heads the Global Tea Institute for Tea Culture and Science at UC Davis. Joining her are Continuing Education Program Manager Heather Ogle and Brendan Shaw, CEO of ITI, that's International Tea Importers, in Los Angeles. Catherine, tell us a little bit about the program. First, Dan, thanks so much for having us with you today. It's fun to talk with you and share this information with your audience of avid tea people, which by definition means nice folks. So we have started the UC Davis Global Tea Institute Professional Tea Program. Uh, This is a program that is uh, developed at the request of the tea industry. And it's being organized with the help of our continuing and professional education program here on campus at the University of California at Davis. I am thrilled to be the instructor of record. I today got to have my first session. Brendan and I both got to have our first sessions uh, with uh, everybody, but we're off to a good start. The course is targeted to help people better understand tea and the tea industry. It doesn't matter if you are a tea professional already, or you want to be a tea professional, or personally just happen to love tea and want to know more about it. The course, uh, individual topics every week um, help explain what is tea, what is the culture of tea, what is the deep history of tea, and then what are the all the many different kinds of complicated parts of the industry that help get that tea from the farm to your cup in your home so that you can enjoy it? Heather, how does a career track for tea professionals fit into the university's vision of continuing education? As part of CPE, the, the Continuing and Professional Education Division, our goal is to really design things that are beneficial to folks who are either career changers or are developing in the career where they are. You want to gain knowledge to uh, expand your business. You want your employees to have more knowledge about the uh, development and production, uh, the blending, uh, what have you, around tea. You can have them come take this program and have that background, uh, gain new skills, So we really make sure to include uh, real world professors, people who are actually doing this work. And um, that really resonates well with our students because our students are already working professionals. They're they're not college students. This is for adults. And uh, it works well to sit with another working professional and, and talk back and forth. Who benefits most? It is aimed at a range. So it's going to help if you have a little bit of experience in your pocket, but it's okay if you come across some topics that are new to you as we go through. So it's 15 weeks. And as Catherine mentioned, we are going from the soil to the cup. So we're covering, you know, a lot of material here. Uh, You may not be an expert in, in some of it, and that's okay. But if you've been working in the tea industry, uh, even just for a year, you will benefit immensely from uh, some of the deep dives that we do. 
Brandon, you have some of your employees taking this program. What are their profiles like? Yeah, uh, Dan, again, thanks for uh, having me in here. We have uh, a few employees taking the, taking the program. We uh, ITI is, is one of the key advisory council members for the Global Tea Initiative. Um, and uh, yeah, specifically, our team has kind of helped shape the, the, what, the what the course looks like and, and, and the topics that we cover. Um, but my my employees who are taking it are uh, they, they actually range the whole uh, the whole way. We have somebody who just started two weeks ago taking the course, and uh, somebody who started a year ago, and then um, we have kind of one of our veteran uh, tea people who knows uh, more about tea than I as well. The lineup of trainers is awesome. If I were a startup and wanted to be a unicorn, that's my team. Will you talk about what they have in common regarding their range of experiences and accessibility? Because working professionals will need more detailed, hands-on insights. Sure, I'll lead off and then Heather and Brendan can chime in. Largely, I'm uh, one of the professors, but maybe one of the only professors to be uh, addressing the group. Uh, The rest of the instructors largely are from the industry itself. These are leaders in the field. These are leaders in the world who can talk to you about supply chain or blending or plucking and transport. I mean, in ways that they have direct experience. They know from their own lived experience what they're talking about. Um, And so they're bringing this wealth of expertise to the classroom and the group that is frankly, pretty extraordinary. And one of the things that I think is one of the benefits of the course is that every week, not only do you have whoever is the instructor of the day, but also our tea advisory committee members who are leaders of the tea industry nationally and globally. I I am uh, one of the speakers. Uh, Catherine mentioned it uh, when she introduced herself, but the the tea industry um, was very excited about the Global Tea Institute, and when we designed this course, a, a big part of this was okay. Let's get these big names in 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 the tea industry to come in and and tell students about what's what, and and you know we find an expert in, in every single one of these topics. So um, we have. Uh, people from Finlay's, who's obviously a, a large multinational corporation, uh, Starbucks and 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 Pete's, um, some some pretty big hard hitters. There, um, we have uh, people like Nigel Melikin, who's um, well respected in the tea industry and and is uh, you know next to none in, in terms of farm operations and how to get a, a tea farm up and up and running. So we we've kind of found where. Uh, the expertise is and and, and uh, use the weight of UC Davis to to get them all into a Zoom room together uh, to to talk about what they love, which is tea. I would just also highlight that uh, whether it's the the farming that we're talking about or all the way down to actual marketing and branding of tea, uh, we've got the VP of corporate relations from uh, Ito Yen. And she's going to come and talk, you know, you've got your tea, you're blending, you love it, but how do you share that with the world and and let them know how great it is so that you can really have that product get out there. And so whatever the, the topic of the day is, we have found that expert globally to bring them in and have these discussions, which is just so exciting. 
Catherine, give me one quick reason to sign up today. Uh, because you'll learn a lot. You'll have some fun. Um, I'm not sure that it will be life-changing, but it might be. One of the cool things about the course and why, you know, if you enroll in this course, one of the uh, optional benefits, if I can throw this in now, is to come to campus at the end of the course as a sort of capstone day for a full day. And a full day of being on campus and talking with these industry leaders and working with the GTI collection of art and material culture and seeing the rare books that we are collecting, the, some of the first books on tea, the, uh, the first books on tea in a European language, um, and some of the earliest books on tea in Asian languages um, as well. So, which, which, uh, there's something special when you hold these things in your hand and you see these early drawings of tea plants and people's early understandings of what is tea and how we're all striving, continuing to strive for the same thing, whether it's in the 16th century or today. It's just, I don't know, sharing that knowledge and that passion is it's just one of the coolest things about this course i think and you know here's what? an opportunity for you intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast would you like to learn more from our global network of tbiz journalists and tea experts remember to visit the tbiz website for more comprehensive coverage that's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.